Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The FT. Last week, Lord Winston, the media-loving scientist with the big moustache, revealed that he doesn't like hiring people with first-class degrees. Much better, he said, was to go for someone with a 2-1, who'd done things other than slog during their three years at university. A broader person makes a better scientist than a narrow nerd who's never stuck his nose outside the library. I read this over breakfast with relish. As the possessor of Lord Winston's favourite class of degree, I saw great wisdom in what he said. It's cheering, certainly. But is it right? To find out, I just sent an impudent round-robin email to 40 senior people at the Financial Times, demanding to know what class of degree they have. The results are not quite what I expected. The FT's stuffed with people of whom Lord Winston would disapprove. Almost half the senior staff have firsts. That's not terribly surprising, but what is odd is who has one and who hasn't. Never mind the fact that I've had decades to assess the intelligence of my colleagues. I was still rotten at predicting. Only in a few obvious cases did I guess right. My test shows that those with firsts are on average neither better nor worse journalists than those with seconds. There might be a slight tendency though maybe I'm talking my own book here, for the two ones to score higher on originality and on humour than the firsts, who score better on solidity and rigour. But the difference is only slight. Even without being a famous scientist, I can tell you that there are three things that create a first-class degree. Hard work, brain power and, at the margin, luck. Thus you can have a swatty first, a brainy one or a lucky one, and each is different. The same is true for other classes of degree. I got an ignominious swatty 2-1. I spent a lot of time in the library, a slightly smaller amount in the pub, and the rest skulking in my room. I had no broadening interests, although in my first year I did run a class in teaching undergraduates how to knit. So I represent the worst of all worlds for Lord Winston, a narrow swat who didn't even get a first. But so what? I've turned out to be a perfectly good employee. The most revealing thing about the answers to my question was not what degree people got, but how they responded to it. The first dead giveaway was the link between degree class and speed of reply. The better people did, the more they hurried to tell me about it. The fastest response was from someone who not only had a first, but was amazed I thought the matter in any doubt. Can't you guess? He emailed back. Slower to answer came the people with seconds. Some simply emailed the degree, but most sent long messages explaining why they hadn't done better. An illness, too much fondness for having a good time, too much time playing sport. One emailed, I got a 2-1, brackets, with joint honours in rugby and cricket. Another even told me the exact marks he'd got for different papers to prove that his 2-1 was a statistical freak. This is not just because we're insecure journalists. This obsession with our degree is a national character flaw, particularly big, I think, among people who went to Oxbridge. 
A few days ago, I interviewed the Archbishop of Canterbury, and even he felt the need to tell me that almost no work had gone into the 2-1 he got from Cambridge University. I now see it's insane that we wasted any time talking about it. Since his degree, the Archbishop proved his intelligence every day. The same is true for the rest of us. And yet we remain utterly hung up on a week of tests that we did 10, 20, 30 and even 40 years ago. It's utterly mad. I suppose it's because, A, for most people the degree is the last time they got an objective mark for anything, and B, no one can take it away from you, and C, the marking system in British universities is stupid, although that's a subject for another day. Thus, the choice facing employers is really between someone who may have a slight chip on their shoulder on account of their 2-1, and someone who feels they have a lifelong membership of the Clever Persons Club as a result of their first. A friend who employs a lot of interns says she's not keen on firsts for this reason. They have a view of their own intelligence that I may not share, she wisely said. But even she doesn't make hard rules about it. Finding the right person for a job is so hard that the only sensible thing is to have no rules at all. Not hiring people with firsts makes about as much sense as not hiring people with moustaches. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.